All right, we ready? Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Ruben Garrick for the corner. Ankle breaker! KD! And it comes to Moses. That is incredible! LeBron James, a shot in history. He's back! Hey, everyone. I thought I'd quickly jump on and give you a little bit of a of an update of what's been happening in the NBA as of late. Uh, yes, I know it's been a while between episodes, but I've just come back from Fiji, so I'm ready to rip in again. So just a little quick bonus episode. I just want to quickly touch on the four or five weeks of the NBA that, that's happened so far. I'm going to quickly touch on team power rankings, which teams are you know, at the top of the table doing well in the early weeks of the season. I'm going to quickly go through my early MVP candidates the rookies, especially, I, I want to especially touch on uh, Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holgram. They've been absolutely dominating the league as rookies. I want to go through my top 12 players in the league at the moment who I think who are playing very well. And I want to touch on some most improved players from last year into the first couple of weeks of this season. All right, so let's start off with the power rankings. So power rankings... The teams that are going well, teams who are who are dominating the league thus far. Let's start off with number 10, the Miami Heat. Now, Miami had a pretty good run last year, but they're absolutely dominating at the moment. They've won some back-to-back games. Jimmy Butler there carving up. Bam Adebayo coming into his own. So the Heat are on track very, very well. Coming in number 9, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, the Mavs. Uh, Kyrie Irving's back on deck. He's been out for a little while. Luka Doncic there. He's been, you know, Luka's been Luka. He's been doing some crazy stuff. But now with Kyrie on deck there, uh, back to full health, I think the Mavs will, will work their way up this this power ranking table come mid-year. The New York Knicks. Now, they had a very slow start to the season, but they're coming coming into their own. Jalen Brunson's starting to play some some good basketball there as well. Number seven, the Sacramento Kings from the West. Now, De'Aaron Fox has been out for a little while with a little bit of an injury, but he's back on deck. He's been playing some absolutely fantastic basketball there. DeMontis Sabonis as well. He's been carving up in the the center there. So uh, the Sacramento Kings are looking good. Coming at six, the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Dame's been a little bit hot and cold to start the season, but... He's back on deck and he's he's starting to find some form. But Giannis, he had a game the other day and he was what? I think it was 45 points. He had a, he had maybe about 10 rebounds. I think he recorded a double-double. So the Milwaukee Bucks are starting to come good. OKC, man, I love OKC. They've got the Australian there in Josh Giddy, who's just an assist freak. He scores points. He, he grabs rebounds. He's walking triple-double almost. Shea Gilgis-Alexander there is absolutely carving up. He is probably one of the, the best players in the league right now. Um, and there's a young rookie there called Jalen Williams who's coming out of his shell and is starting to, to play some real good basketball. Coming in at number four, we have the Denver Nuggets. Last year's championship winners. Denver, you know what Denver's going to bring. They've got Nikola Jokic here in the middle. He's just an absolute freak. Um... Jamal Murray is actually out at the moment. I think he's injured. I think he's still got a couple of weeks left till he's right. 
Uh, Michael Porter Jr., he's been playing some good basketball as well. Aaron Gordon's been playing awesome. So there's Denver in there at four at three. We have the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, Philly, they started off a little bit slow, actually, Philly, but now they've found, found some form. They've got um, Joel Embiid there, who's probably one of the favorites to take out the MVP this season again. He's been carving up in the middle. So that's Philly in at number three. At number two, this is a surprising one, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, they started off really slow as well. T-Wolves, they have Cat, who has been playing some pretty good basketball as of late. He is a big man who can shoot the three ball pretty well. But the one player who's been carving up is... Anthony Edwards. Now, we knew he was good. Did we know he was this good? Some people, yes. Some people, no. But yes, guys, he is this good. Anthony Edwards is playing some outstanding basketball and is leading the Minnesota Timberwolves up this power rankings chart. And in a number one, no surprise here, the Boston Celtics. They are one of the heavyweights of the league. They've been one of the heavyweights of the league for the past three or four seasons. They're led by Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. They're finding some real good form and they're playing some really good basketball. In saying that, there's some teams there lucky to miss out on the top 10. Obviously, you've got your, your Golden State Warriors who are all, always going to be there and about, but they've lost, I think, six in the trot. But they bounced back the other day against the Houston Rockets, which was a, a, a pretty good performance there as well. Since saying that, the Houston Rockets, they've been surprisingly good. They've been playing some real good basketball. I said in one of my early episodes, I think it was episode two of the podcast, that, that the Houston Rockets will make the playing tournament. And at the moment, they're showing real good potential to fulfill that uh, playing tournament spot. All right, let's move on to my early MVP candidates. Now... I've got, how many do I have here? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven candidates. Not in order, no particular order. So let's start off with the one I mentioned before, Joel Embiid. Reigning MVP uh, winner last year, Joel is a freak. He's in the paint, he's doing everything. He's scoring, he's, he's rebounding, he's, he's assisting, he's, he's been everywhere there for the Philadelphia 76 or so. No surprise that he will probably be one of the final candidates come end of the season Steph Curry now we all know Steph Curry he's a freak he's a fabulous shooter he's a, he's a great scorer all around the court three-point line he's coming into his fifth the fifth week of the NBA he's averaging 30.1 points a game which is crazy for a for a 35 year old um so Steph Curry there as well we've got Jason Tatum who I mentioned before with the Boston Celtics he's doing everything there for Boston I think he's only scoring 24 points a game. I shouldn't say only 24 points a game, but because 24, averaging 24 points a game is fucking awesome. But Jason Tatum there, he's, he's a freak. Nikola Jokic, he's, I think he won two or three MVP awards in a row. He's there as well. Now, Luka Doncic, he's young. I didn't realize he's only 23, 24 years old, Luka. He is an absolute menace. He's scoring at will. He's assisting at will. He's doing everything there for, for the Dallas Mavericks. Now, this guy, I love this guy. He is a, how can I, how can I put this? He is a, 
and I want to say the word fabulous because he's better than fabulous. He is a, uh, let's say, unselfish player. Tyrese Halliburton, playing there for the Indiana Pacers. He pretty much he is a walking triple-double. He'll score 20, 30 points a night. He'll, he'll assist you. He'll grab 10 assists. He'll grab 12 rebounds a night. He is an absolute workhorse for, for the Indiana Pacers. And lastly on my list, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now, I've got this guy in my NBA fantasy side, and he day in, day out scores me 70, 80 points, um, which is with his sheer talent. He's, he's naturally gifted in the game of basketball. And I think he will, if he, if he stays healthy, I think he will be hard to, to rein in and he, he might take out this MVP award. All right, let's move on to my top 12 players of the league so far. I initially had top 10, but I couldn't leave these other two out who I've also mentioned in this podcast a little bit earlier. Let's start off with number 13, Anthony Edwards. As I mentioned before, he's an absolute freak here for for the Minnesota Timbers. He's averaging 25.8 points a game. His three-point percentage is a little bit low, but his his field goal percentage is fairly high at 46.4%. So if anyone watches a, T- a T-Wolves game, make sure you, 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 you keep an eye out for Anthony Edwards because he will not uh, disappoint. Coming in at number 12, I have Tyrese Halliburton, who I mentioned there before for the, for the Indiana Pacers. Now Tyrese, freak of a player. His field goal percentage is 50.8% for the season, which is outstanding. His three-point percentage is pretty high to at 43.2%. Let's look here at his, his assist. Uh, his assist, 11.6 assists a game. How crazy is that? Now, Tyrese, I've mentioned it before, he is going to be an all-star, um, a reoccurring all-star at that, and he'll be an Olympian for sure in the future. Coming in at number 10, I have the ageless LeBron James. Now, he had a, he had a pretty s- slow start to the year, LeBron, but as of today, he's averaging 26.4 points a game. His three-point percentage is, is, is up there at 44.6%. Um, LeBron is ageless. He's still as good as ever coming into, what, his 20th? season of the NBA I think uh, his 20th season of the NBA I think it is so LeBron James are at number 10 sorry my bad LeBron James are at number 11 at number 10 Donovan Mitchell coming in at 29.2 points per game and his his field goal percentage is uh, 48.6 now Mitch, he's a weapon on the glass he's a weapon he's a scoring threat all around so great Great stuff there for for Cleveland. If 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 Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland there and Jared Allen can can keep this up, the Cavs will be hard to. If the Cavs gain momentum heading into the playoffs, they will be hard to beat. Coming in at number nine, I have Jason Tatum coming in at twenty eight point two points per game, and his field goal percentage is fifty point seven. Man, what can I say about Jason Tatum? He's led this Boston this Boston side for a while now, so. They're going to be hard to beat come come playoff time. Coming in at number eight, we have the Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. Now, 
Fox has been out injured a little bit lately, but he is leading the way for the Sacramento Kings at 29.6 points per game. And you know what? His three-point shooting from last year or even from the year before has picked up bloody substantially. He's coming in shooting at 37.5% from behind the arc, which is awesome. He attempts attempts around nine uh, three-point shots per game, which is a pretty good percentage for, for those amount of shots per game. So the Fox is in the house and he's carving up for the Sacramento Kings. Coming in at number seven, we have the Greek freak, Giannis Atetokounmpo. Giannis is always going to be up on there on the list. He's massive power forward, massive center. Coming in at 30.2 points per game, rebounding at 10.2 rebounds a game, which is higher than anyone on this list. Actually, there's one guy higher, which I'll get to soon. But Giannis is always going to be at the top of this list. He's very, a very, very, very good player. Coming in at number four, it's my guy, Steph Curry. In the first five weeks of the competition, he's averaging 30.4 points a game, which I did see some stats the other day in his unanimous MVP season. He was averaging 30.1 points a game. He's 0.3 of a point higher. So can Steph do it again? You never know. But he's averaging 30.4 points a game. His field goal percentage is pretty high at 48.4, which is awesome. His three-point percentage is is 54. Oh, sorry, is 45.3 three points a game, which is unreal because I'm looking at a list here in front of me. He's taking, on average per game, 12.2 three-point attempts per game. And the second highest person on this list that I'm looking at right now is Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzly at nine three-point attempts per game. But his three-point percentage is only 37.6. And also, who else we got here? Luka Doncic, but his three-point percentage is a little bit lower at 42.2. So to take that many three-pointers per game and make at least five and a half of them is unreal. So Steph's going to Steph. We all know what Steph is about. He can shoot it from anywhere. Coming in at number three, I just mentioned his name before, Luka Doncic, averaging 30.6 points a game, and his field goal percentage is 50 right on the dot. Luka's an all-round player. He's instrumental there for the Mavs. Coming in at number two, we have Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns, 31.4 points per game, and his field goal percentage is 52.8, which is so, so efficient for, for Kevin Durant. This is great to see Kevin back doing what Kevin does. Joel Embiid in at number one. His field goal percentage is 50.2. Great for a big man. Let's have a look at his rebounds here. 11.2 rebounds per game and he's assisting at 6.2 rebounds per game. Joel is a great player in Philly. He's all that Joel needs now in Philly is a championship to cement how great he is in this league. All right, let's move on to my rookies. I want to talk about two in particular, Victor Wembanyama and Chet Holgram. Now, Chet was supposed to play last season, but he injured himself in the, in the Pro-Am League before the season even started. But 
let's have a look at, let's start off with Victor Wembanyama here. His career stats to date, 14 games played, obviously for the San Antonio Spurs, averaging 18.6 points a game, which for a rookie is awesome, awesome stats. You think you're a rookie, you come into a team, you might play, you know, two, five, eight minutes a game, you might come off the bench. Victor is playing 29, averaging 29.9 minutes a game, which is bloody outstanding. Rebounding at 9.1, assisting at 2.5 per game. Wow. For a rookie, this is unbelievably talented. His field goal percentage is 42.4, which is mainly inside the paint. But for a for a rookie to come in and make a difference like that for the San Antonio Spurs is is awesome. There was a lot of hype around him. He's I think he's lived up to that hype. So Victor Wembanyama to start off his career is playing some absolutely great basketball. His highest points came against the Phoenix Suns on November 30. Scored 38 points. Get that around your head. 38 points as a rookie in what his eighth game as a Spur, eighth game in the NBA. 38 points. I think that is the highest points ever scored by a rookie in their first season, which is outstanding. Right, Chet Holgram of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's coming in at 17 points per game, which is awesome. Averaging 29.6 minutes a game. His field goal percentage, listen to this, his field goal percentage is 56.5%. 56.5. Which is higher, I think that's higher than anyone in the league at the moment. His field goal, his, his three-point percentage is 46%. And look at this, he's rebounding at 7.8 and assisting at 2.6. Now, I watched the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors game the other day. Warriors hit a three with maybe 1.4 seconds left on the clock to go up by to go up by three. Oklahoma take time, drop a play. Who gets the ball? Chet Holgram turns around, knocks down a three to send the game to overtime. Who in their great mind would think a rookie would take the last shot of a game to send it to overtime? You think of the people in that team. You've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, absolute bucket. You've got Josh Goody there who's, what, in year three now. He can score. But to to give it to a rookie in that high-pressure moment to send the game to overtime, wow. That's how much faith the Oklahoma City Thunder have in this young guy. Let's move on to... Most improved player, in my opinion. Radio, most improved. MIP, as we like to call it. In no particular order, we have Paolo Benchero of the Orlando Magic. Now, he's improved substantially. At the moment, he's only scoring eight, no, I shouldn't say only, he's scoring 18.7 points a game compared to last year. He's scored 20 points a game, but Remember, it's only five weeks into the competition. His field goal percentage last year was 42.7 points per game. This year, 46.7 points per game. This one has risen substantially. His three-point percentage, 29.83 pointers per game. 
this year, 38.93% percentage. Wow, that's risen by almost 10%. His rebounding has stayed the same, but his, his assists and his steals have gone up by 1%, which is massive for the Orlando Magic. I talked about this guy before, Therese Halliburton. Man, what a what an absolute weapon. He's been he's been in the league now since twenty twenty, but he just keeps getting better and better and better. Last year he was averaging twenty point seven points a game. This year he's averaging twenty three point five. His field goal percentage has gone from forty nine to fifty point eight. His three point shooting has gone from forty to forty three point two. His rebounds has have, has gone up one percent. His assist has gone up from 10.4 to 11.6. This guy, he's just getting better and better as, as the years go on. He's playing right now, actually, against the Atlanta Hawks. He is on 29 points. Get this. Nine from 14 field goals. Nine from 14. Seven of them being three-pointers. Seven from 11 from downtown. 13 assists. And this guy's crazy. All right, next on the list, we have Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's have a look here. Points per game, it's gone up 1% from 24.6 to 25.8. His field goal percentage has gone from 45 to 46.4. His three-point percentage has gone up from 36.9 to 37.2. His rebounds gone up. His assists have gone up. This guy, seriously, I said it before, if you're ever watching a T-Wolves game, watch this guy. Just get the ball. He demands the ball. He wants the ball. And he's just going to go get his team a bucket. Next on the list, I have Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, now this guy has been in the league for three years now. But get this. His percentages, his numbers have never been so high. From last year to this year is instrumentally much more efficient. Listen to this. Points per game last year, 106 this year, 26.9. Get that. Field goal percentage, 44.1. This year, 47.9. Rebounding, has gone from 1.7 to 3.8. And his assist has gone from 1.4 to 2.1 per game. He's injured at the moment, but if he can get healthy, and if he can keep these numbers up he is definitely in contention for most improved player lastly on the list i have jalen williams of the oklahoma city thunder points per game he's gone from 14.1 to 17.5 his three-point percentage has gone up still not not all that high but it's not bad either 36.8 percent he's rebounding at 4.1 and his assists his assists have gone up to 3.5 he's a rookie he got drafted last year by OKC and he's just getting better and better and better along with you no know, playing alongside uh playing alongside alongside Chet alongside Josh Giddy alongside Shea he's just going to be an instrumental player for for the Thunder in the future lastly there's been rumors going around that Jordan Poole of the Washington Wizards is on the outer man I feel for Jordan seriously like when he was at the Golden State Warriors, he was one of my favorite players. He used to come off the bench. He used to shoot the shoot out of that thing. I thought, well, I still think if he can stay in Washington, 
and he can limit his turnovers, limit his mistakes, be more efficient from the field. I think Jordan Poole can be a franchise player there for the Wizards. But there's been talk that he's on the outer. Where will he end up? I just want to quickly go through some scenarios, go through some teams that could possibly benefit from Jordan being on their team. I'm going to pick three. The Chicago Bulls. Now, they've got Kobe White there, but do they have a prominent big-time scorer like Jordan Poole is? No. Can he benefit the Chicago Bulls? Yes. Can the Chicago Bulls benefit him? Yes, I think so. So I think that is one possible landing spot for uh, Jordan Poole. The Toronto Raptors, I think this is another side where Jordan Poole could play some great basketball. They've just lost Fred Van Fleet, who's gone to the, who has gone to the uh, Houston Rockets. Raptors now have Dennis Schroeder, but I think Jordan Poole can slot in nicely there with in in, in Toronto, in rotation there with Dennis Schroeder. Again, the Raptors don't have that big scoring player besides from Pascal in the middle there, but a perimeter player like Jordan Poole, they don't have. So that is another team that could benefit from. Jordan Poole. Lastly, the Detroit Pistons. Now, the Detroit Pistons have been hot and cold. When it one or two, they've lost a few. They've got Cade Cunningham there. Yes, oh, we know he can score from anywhere. But do they have a three-point shooting specialist? If he can, if he can get that three-point shooting in line like Jordan Poole does, I don't think so. So I think any of those three teams could benefit from well. For including Washington, I think any of those four teams can thrive by having Jordan Poole in their site. Once again, we have the Toronto Raptors, the Chicago Bulls, and the Detroit Pistons, along with, of course, the Washington Wizards. That's my wrap-up of the first four or five weeks of the NBA. I will probably be doing one of these every couple of weeks just to keep up to date with everything that's happening inside the NBA. So for now, thanks for joining us. Hey, what up, guys? Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hey, if you want to keep in touch with everything the Amateur Athlete Podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Amateur Athlete Podcast. Or if you want to connect with the show, you can DM us on Instagram or you can email me at theamateurathletepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you can keep up to date with everything Amateur Athlete. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.